We may not be getting those daily headlines of violence on the TTC these days. It certainly doesn't tell the whole story. Certainly the warmer weather moves our homeless and some of the issues out into the open and spreads it out. But a new report that has been done since some of the new measures were brought in, whether that's uh, more cops and special constables being around, seems to suggest there's been little to bring down the major crime numbers where you have uh, incidents apparently adding up to 228 major crimes a day. So that would be anything from assault, sex assault, shootings, and then rider satisfaction dropping from 67% to 54%. So it gets a bit confusing because the interim mayor, Jennifer McKelvey, has been saying that we've been seeing an improvement. So are these numbers telling the whole story or just how the person spinning them wants the story told? Let me bring in John Burnside to this conversation, city council and TTC chair. So he's got to deal with all this stuff. Hi, John. Good to have you. Uh, thanks for having me. This was a little confusing, I think, to a lot of people. The headline is like, things are good, but not great. Here's how it measures up. It's like, I don't know if this is one of those studies that you can actually just take the numbers and tell the story you want, or, or what is the actual situation? Well, yeah, to your point, it is complicated. I think you either have to take the numbers on a monthly basis and and treat them as gospel or look at it as more in, in chunks of quarters or six-month periods. I don't think... So I kind of prefer the latter. Um, so any mm. one month, uh, I don't put a lot of stock in. Even when the numbers went down in March, I said, hey, that's great, but I'm just yeah. not so sure that that's really what's going on. So that said, if you want to just look at the numbers and say, hey, take them on a monthly basis, the uh, what they call serious crimes, which is, includes mostly assaults and sexual assaults, those sorts of things, yes, that number is up, and that is uh, troubling on, on its face. What is down, though, are the number of um, incidents that are, you know, like harassment, open, like reports of other incidents. So that could be harassment. It could be open drug use. It could be panhandling. There's a myriad of issues that get caught um, in, in that sort of incidents per million riders. That, to me, is very encouraging. So, uh, And the reason I say that is I, I think uh, most people are coming around to the, the notion that one of the big problems on the on the TTC is this sense of disorder. Not only sure. do people feel unsafe, but as well, uh, disorder, I believe, uh, breeds more disorder. And so we've really made huge efforts trying to get that number down, like trying to bring a sense of order back onto the system. I think we've been successful in that regard. Yeah, I just had a friend in from Vancouver, and her first question was, can I take the TCC, or is it as bad as they say? And I just said, well, it's improved a bit, but I think you just have to have your wits about you. But it it, it is it is what the headline that others uh, around see. Um, and, and remember, the, the challenge, as you well know, I don't need to explain any of this to you, is that um, TTC has to be full, and riders have to be there to pay for it. Otherwise, it's a massive, massive cost. And so when you see the numbers go down on ridership, um, you know, we've got to get those numbers back. You know, we're not going to have a lot of time, John, to get this genie in the bottle. Um, we need a solution to keep the homeless back out of the, the shelter once it gets warm uh, or cold in the fall. So is it realistic to think that we are going to get some kind of plan in place that's going to get this cleaned up in time to get the riders back? Like, what are we talking so, timelines? Yeah, well, so unfortunately, it's not a sprint. It's a, it's a marathon. And the type of issues 
primarily that we're having, not exclusively, of course, are definitely, uh, there's a, a huge component of uh, unhoused people or underhoused people, as well as people who may be housed but are suffering from some mental um, issues. And that's mm-hmm. a longer term um, you know, uh, sort of plan, as it were. But we are uh, we are working hard to put a, p- a plan in place so that when people do seek uh, shelter in the TTC as the weather gets colder, that we have a plan that we're working with the city to actually find them other shelter, like more appropriate, like proper shelter. And, you know, that was one of the first things I identified when I became chair was that the, the TTC had become a, a social service agency. Mm-hmm. to the CEO, I said, our job is to move people safely and stop. We need to be compassionate. We need to connect people to services. But that's the city's job. Everyone has a role to play, and they must play that role. Yeah, but we also can't be naive about it. Um, the reality is we don't have supports in place, and we've been, I think, um, you know, slow to get these things in. And, and frankly, the federal government owes us a lot of money. They let a lot of migrants in. Those migrants displaced a lot of people um, from shelters, and now we're kind of scrambling to fix a mess that they should have already written a check. And in, until they do, that means we're still denying programs like the supportive programs we need, not just to keep the homeless in a in a home stable, but to keep them off drugs. Like it's just they've got to pony up, and they just aren't. And I don't see the urgency or the demands being made at a city hall for that. That's not money that they would be giving us to feel sorry for us. They owe us that money. Oh, yeah. The, the action to the federal government or inaction is, uh, is quite frankly, deplorable, Alex. Um, mm. we've, we've increased the number of shelter spaces, I believe, from like 7,000 to 10,000 in, in mm. the last few years. So we've done our part, in fact, more than our part. A third of the shelter system is used by refugees. That's a federal responsibility. And mm-hmm. I read out every name of every MP. You know, 24 of our MP, of our 25 MPs are, are liberal. Uh, one yeah. and, and a lot of them are and, Toronto. Oh, that's what I'm saying. These are the, all the Toronto yeah. MPs but one are liberal. And they've been mm-hmm. sitting on their hands. And it's, quite frankly, and I'll use the word disgusting, they're, you mm-hmm. know, the people that, that run for office and say they love this city to totally ignore their responsibilities. So no one can argue that, that, that refugees are, are a city responsibility. They're clearly a federal one. And, yeah. you know, we've written letters, we've, we've, we've made noise, we've done what we can. You know, we'll keep doing what we can, and we will keep bringing it up. But until the electorate opens their mm-hmm. eyes and holds this government accountable, and I don't care if you're liberal, conservative, or new Democrat. If, if if your government isn't fulfilling the rule they're supposed to fulfill, they need to go. 100%. Finance minister lives a few blocks away from me. She knows the, su- the situation on, on subway. She knows the situation in downtown Toronto. She knows exactly. And uh, and the others, uh, they, they are refusing to open their eyes. So I, I agree. Call your MP and demand action. Um, I appreciate it, John. Thank you very much. I know you've been busy today, but we'll chat again. Thanks. Have a good one. Bye now. That's John Burnside. So we can always we can kick city council around for a lot of things, but but on the issue of shelters and and money and getting these things, that is a federal jurisdiction, and they stiffed us big time. They stiffed a lot of municipalities, you know, because they wanted to get a tweet out and invite people over through the border. Well, they came, and it took a lot of people out of shelters that now live on the streets or the TTC. Write the check. You owe it to us.